you're on your last day on earth. And God has said to you, my son, even though I can't fix your baldness, I will give you a chance to get into heaven. And you go, oh, Lord, what can I do to get into heaven, Massa? Why am I an old Southern uh, slave? I, I have no idea, but it just sounded right. And oh, you go, Lord, I, hope, I sure hope I get into heavens. White Jesus, what, what do I need to do? And white Jesus looks at you after flipping his hair out of his eyes and says, and his blonde hair and his blue eyes. Yeah, right out of his eyes. You know, he has to do that surfer flip, you know, uh, to get the Even hair out of his eyes. He's a black Jew, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he says, two choices. You can take this 45 and shoot off both your pinky toes, and that will guarantee you entrance into heaven, but you won't get the best seat in the house. Now, choice number two, which will get you the best seat in the house, if you take this here big jar of peanut butter, Take that big Rottweiler over there, go into the bedroom, and let things happen. Which do you choose? So, just the pinky toes. Yep. Yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> so, no, no, no Rottweiler and peanut butter and best seat in the house. I'm gonna have to say that's a big hell to the no, my friend. That's a hell to the no. Okay, just check. It, just check. It. Just want to make sure because you never know. A good seat in heaven could be like you know. I don't know is that I don't I don't know what it could be. It could be anything, you know. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why yes, do we I'm hang three out for again? three. I'm three for three. <laughs> I got him speechless. I'm three for three. Oh, why do we hang out again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Jesus but this is going to be my new thing. Every day, every time we do this, I'm going to try to make you speechless. And I'm three for three. So uh, I feel pretty good about myself right now. All right. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> You're already famous for something else. Um, famous I, for something else. What am uh, I famous I, I, for? I, 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 I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Oh, let, okay. me, let me finish. Um, now, you, uh, for people who, uh, well, fuck it. We're just in the show now. No. You know, uh, well, we used to do it. We were better about it when we had more time and we didn't have uh, the whole COVID thing. Uh, but we used to bank a lot of shows. We do, mm -hmm. we do, we get together every week, but we were really like two weeks ahead. Right. So, and, uh, but that's kind of fell off. And we kind of, a lot of times we end up doing like today, doing the podcast and releasing it day of. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I've been on the side with like some guest hosts and um, just to, uh, you know, bank a few for when you're incapacitated or for the, the times that we both can't do a podcast. Right. And, uh, and so we have something to just, you know, something for our listeners. I've, at this point, you know, people have stuck with us for any amount of time and we were listener base has grown considerably. So I, I went from wanting to do it to I still like doing it, but I feel more obligated. So I, it's just important that I try to keep that up. So uh, last week, uh, last Saturday, I did a podcast with Evan. And uh, when that episode comes out, I'll let you know, because we talk about you in the opening of it. Because he, oh. he, he, he's, um, he's a friend of mine. Um, from the, the the filmmaking part of my life, and you know, so he's a uh, been in most of my short films. I say about eighty percent, but he is also an avid listener of the show. And I brought up a topic, and he started laughing before I even finished it because he knew what I was talking about. I ended up having to repeat it for the show because we were talking about it uh, <laughs> during during um, 
before we turn the before the mics are hot. But uh, whenever you bring up any man you're describing, it's, it's always someone I have not met. <laughs> you do, and I, I associate this with old black men because my grandfather did it. Well, actually, both grandfathers on both sides did it when they told me about a friend of theirs. They would immediately stats. <laughs> I knew you going to do that. I knew you going to say that. <laughs> for some reason, I, I forgot what we were talking about, but, but you came up. It's like, oh, that's something that Marcel does. The old man thing, uh, old as particularly with my experience with old black men. Yeah, I was hanging out with my friend Jerry yesterday. You know, 5'11", 280. He used to bench. <laughs> he used to bench like 350 back in the day, but, you know, he's, he's older now. <laughs> oh, I'm guy trying went to, high to paint Six a foot picture. Five. <laughs> you know what's funny? Evan defended you and said he's just trying to paint a picture or be descriptive. Thank you. That's all I'm doing. You, I'm trying to paint a picture. You, but you only do it with the men that that you describe. Whenever you bring up any woman, and even women you know I I I know of, but I've never seen them. Not one stat ever. Huh. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Which, I, mean, which means you're in. That. Which tells me it's old black. That's specific to old black men. But here and also. Uh, old black men that like to talk sports. So I think you're always in a sports head place. So when you're talking with a man about another man, uh, some part of your DNA says, oh, I got to give these stats. And you know, both, you grandfathers, right. both grandfathers were really big uh, sports guys. They would like, you know, like my grandfather on uh, Papa, I used to call him on my dad's side. He was one of those... Uh, I'm sorry, not not him. My grandfather Hudson, the the, the crazy one on my mom's side. He um he was one of those the game is on. I don't care if the house is burning. We yeah. have to go to another house that has the game on. Yep. And uh and then and then I'll deal with it when it's over. He was one of those dudes. Yeah. And, and but they were both like they're telling me about anybody that I did not know. I was getting stats. <laughs> Or, I, or at the very least, a story attached to him that he's like, remember I told you about that time? Well, he was the guy that drove me to that. Yeah. Or something like that. And then then stats. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from, but it's like it is. A, I'm always in either sports or politic mode whenever I talk to people. It's one of the two. And it's yeah. like because that's all I had from my father growing up. We never talked about girls. We never talked about my friends. Other than to kind of put them into a sports or political arena, yeah, sure. Then we talk about them, but other right. than that, it was just sports and and and, and politics. And my and my little brothers will back me up on that. You know, it, it was just like it's like my dad was so old school that I think he told me he was proud of me once, which was one time more than his father ever told him. Oh. Uh, I think he. Told what is me it with that? I don't know. He told me he loved me once, and he it like it, it looked like he was about to throw up when he said it because it was like it was, killing me, you know? <laughs> it was like your mother's making me do this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was like, Dad, I'm your firstborn. I'm the one you wanted. Do you understand that? I'm the one that you planned for. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I wish I could. I wish I thought of that. I'm yeah, the that's one what you I said wanted. to him. I said, I'm the one that you planned for. Antar was the accident in Seattle. I'm the one that you actually went, okay, Tanya, looks like you're ready to go. It's just that, that four-day window. Let's get this shit over with, okay? I, I, and yet you won't tell me that you love me? What the well, hell? You know, 
you know, um, I didn't mean for it to get this deep this fast. Oh, no, I'm not that. <laughs> Believe no, me. No, 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 it's no. It's hilarious no. to me. It's, it but, always has um, been. But uh, my mom, you know, you know how hard my mom was. She was just, she's she was yeah. a little more declawed towards the end, but she was very, she was very hard. <laughs> I always wanted to mess your mother's hair up. I always oh, wanted to. That would have been the last and thing I, you ever did. I know, and she liked me too. I could always tell your mother liked me. She reminded me of my aunt Louise, and I knew she yeah, liked she, me. She did like you. She did I, like you. See, I, I knew it because she always would give me that this weird little smile, and and I'd be like, "How you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm okay," and I'm like. She likes me. Cool. And then I kept thinking, does she like me enough to let me mess with her hair? No one. If, 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 if it's still, I want I, to do it so bad. I, I, you know, I, I can admit my little sister Felicia was the favorite. And mm. if she did it, it was going to be a problem. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way. There's no way. And your sister came out of her. She, I'm peripheral. To the <laughs> degree. You gonna let me? You gonna let her do it? But you gonna let me do it? Because I, yeah. I, I'm the only one that can do that with my aunt Louise. My aunt Louise right now hates the entire family, but me. <laughs> and and Stephanie because she, you know, she's proxying to me. I'm the one uh-huh. that messes with her hair. I'm the one that, that that calls her out on her stupidity. I'm the one that makes fun of her for throwing that lady into the Coke machine and, and throwing the change at that dude at the airport, which she threw about 10 bucks a quarters at this guy. Fucking hilarious moment, by the way. And she Jeez. just looks at me like, why? And I'm like, because it annoys you, auntie. And she just laughs. Everybody else, she's ready to slit throats. <laughs> but me, I can do what I want to do. And it's it's, yeah. it's the weirdest thing, and I always felt like your mother was in that category where I was like, I think I could get away with it, but I didn't want to. But I didn't know her well enough yet. I was hoping, you know, you know, that we you know, we could get become you know more friends over the years, but you know, life happens, yeah. you know, right, and right. then I could figure it out and like really gauge it, and then just do it one day in front of everybody, you know, like at a family gathering, just go, dude, uh, and just rub her hair real not, quick and see what it happens. Would not, oh my god, it would not. <laughs> It would not go well. That would be that would be like, well, I guess this party's over. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Marcel, you're forever on her. She'll hold a grudge for life. Oh. All right. I'm gonna tell you, uh, and I know that's where I get it, because I can hold a grudge, but I oh, forgive. Yeah. But there's some people like I just like they can go fuck off forever. But you know, for the most yeah. part, give me some space and time. We'll be we'll talk again. Mm-hmm. B- but uh um, I remember one time we were at a cookout with my ex and her family and my mom, it was my family and her and my ex's family together. And one of the husbands was talking to Felicia and, um, I knew he didn't mean it uh, this way when it came out because I know him and Felicia knew he didn't mean it that way, mm-hmm. but the tone just wasn't quite right for my mom and she hated him till the day she died. Wow. And uh, I mean, if you brought him up, she was like, man, fuck him for saying that. Ah. It was like, he didn't mean it that way. It just it did not, you know, like we were, they were talking about school mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know, he never knew, he knew it was my sister. And he's like, so she was telling him about, like some of her classes and he goes ah so you're smart you know like you know, <laughs> like like you're a smart kid you know not like you're one of the smart ones he didn't yeah right i got right. you i got you yeah, it was like I a nod you. and a like almost like acknowledgement like 
well, you're smart. Like we're in this club together. That was the way he meant it. That's the way right. I took it. That's the way Felicia took it. Right. My mom took it like, oh, you're one of the smart ones. And you could feel her the way she didn't say a word, but you just knew that she seemed cool with him early in the day. And now all of a sudden they're not cool. And she didn't tell us until after the night was over. She's like, fuck, fuck him. And my mom, or Felicia and I both like, I don't think he meant it that way. I know he meant it that way. And she, you know, if you were to brought it up, like, you know, the day before she passed, she would have mm. said, oh, fuck that dude. That is hilarious. And this is something, you know, El, El, Felicia was in like a junior in high school at the time. Felicia's 35 now. Just mm-hmm. give you an idea of how long wow. ago this was. Uh-huh. Oh, 34. She's 34. What am I saying? Um, no, so I anyway. get it. Yeah, I've been down that road. I I, I, I understand, you know, like, just like I said, man, my Aunt Louise is like that too. She doesn't forgive. She doesn't forget. And the only qualms I've ever had with my Aunt Louise is her overprotecting nature of my cousin. Because that's her, her, my cousin is her only child. And I kind of get it. I'm a bit of a helicopter dad myself. At least yeah. I can admit it now. But you know, See, even Heather's like, I'm way too protective. Yeah. And it's like only child and it's a male and they live together for a long time. And sometimes when that happens, whether it be father, daughter, mother, son. It, it's it becomes, arrested development. Arrested. Yeah. And it becomes a little deeper than, than, than the relationship's supposed to. Because he became the man of the house, and and daughter father, you know, she became the woman of that. She becomes the woman of the house, and she drove off almost every one of his women, except for the one she should have drove off, the one that screwed him in the end. And get, well, she gave him, she gave uh, uh, Louis a grandchild. But I knew that girl was bad for 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 my cousin the first day I met her. And he said, I wish he would have said something. And I'm like, dude, my my experience with telling dudes about their women, it never ends well. I I I never I was obviously I wasn't there for it, but for people who don't know, uh uh my ex-wife used to be a girlfriend of Marcel's years before we met. Yeah. So uh so I always go back to when she was telling me when you had said that about her brother and his first wife. Exactly. And you were like, you said something to Heather to the effect of, um, it's a shame. She just hates him. Yep. And, and every, and Heather and like, you don't know what you're talking about. They're high school sweethearts. But, you know, a year later or yeah, a year later or mm-hmm. two years later, they're divorced and it was, yep. it was dead for years and she moved on and, and it was like she it ended it ended badly. Yeah. As I knew it would. I knew it would. As soon as I saw him at the house, the way she just sneered at him. And I'm like, that's not that's I'm intense. angry at you for what you did today. That's like I wish you would die look. And I that's know just that contempt. look. Yeah. yeah. That's why I you never did you ever meet my friend Aaron Hood uh uh Foster? You no, how tall have, is he? How much did he bench? Oh, he's like <laughs> he's like five nine, about one one forty five, little skinny. One. <laughs> he introduced me to his wife before on a on on the, like there when she came up to Portland because he met her down in California, I believe, specifically to have me judge her 
because I told him about his previous girlfriend. I said, dude, after meeting her for five minutes, I said, dude, she's cheating on you. I guarantee you the guy's between 35 and 40. And I guarantee you she doesn't love you no more. He's like, oh, you're bullshitting. Okay, fine. Two weeks later, he came into work with his head down. You were right about everything. I said, dude. Why, why, why do you I think he was a, older? I could just tell by the way. It's like sometimes when young girls talk to me, you can kind of tell if they like older dudes or not. I see. Okay. So she, but, yeah. But you, okay. but you understand what I mean, though? I or, do know. I do. Tell, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, what okay. I did with her. And then when his new girlfriend, his, who was his wife now, I was like, I had five minutes with her. I was like, oh, she's cool as hell. You know, you're you're fine. This one, this one will treat you right. And they're they've been married for like four or five years now. They're fine. But he was just amazed at how I was able to 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 just tear his girlfriend apart by just looking at her. It's like, dude, if you could read body language, so I probably should have been in the FBI. You could tell what people are thinking, how they're acting, what they're going to do. You could just look at some people and go like, oh yeah, this is not gonna end well. You know, like I've called out these before at stores. I was like, no, nah, you don't need to watch that loud brother. Watch that quiet little white girl over there in the corner who keeps touching her purse. That's the one I'm concerned about. And then lo and behold, she tries to steal something and the brother's just touching everything. I'm like, see, mm -hmm. you would have lost all your product watching that doofus black dude over there. But that quiet little white girl's robbing you blind. That happened to my dad once. He, um, He's like, I get it from him. He went, he was working at a store and security ran down to check out these three black guys who came in loud, you know, brothers loud, young, talking, yeah. touching everything. But right. what happened was about a minute and a half later, three, I guess you could say Catholic girls came in all nice dressed and walked in. And my dad looked at them and he went, oh, they're doing that scheme. That scam. Got it. And they, those white girls robbed that store, I think it was Myron Frank actually, robbed him blind with like ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff. My dad would be to open the door and let him out with, with some of the TVs they were, they were pushing out. Because oh, every piece of security like went and watched the black guys. Yeah, he was so they pissed off. They, 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 they just assumed they had it. Uh, they yeah. had paid for it and were walking them out. Walking them yeah, out. yeah. And Jeez. they just, they just, they, they literally did what white women can do. They just picked it up and acted like this is what I'm supposed to do, and left. And right. No one questioned them. No one. And my dad saw the way they were acting, the way they came in, and went, yeah, you're going to try to steal something. And tried to tell security, too. It's like when I went to uh, Target late one night. This cat, uh, These cats were running around the store, and nobody seemed to see him but me, and I'm like, what is this dude doing? And I told one of the girls there who was clueless as to what was happening. And I said, look, um, I think your security are practicing. One of the guys is running around telling him to be a little bit better because, you know, he's he's not doing a good job. And she's like, what? We have security? Oh, fuck you. You're an idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> I told somebody else. They called the security guy. He came down and shook my hand. He said, how did you pick him out? I said, well, first of all, look at me. He said, okay. He said, I'm a black man. You guys have been following me since I was 10 years old through the stores. Okay? Mm -hmm. I know what you look like. I know how you act. I know when you're just looking at shit. I know when you're not shopping. And this guy was just that. And I'm like, I, I 
you stand out. You guys need to hire more black men to do this job or to train you to do this job if you're just going to be watching black folks. You know, I could at least I could help you with that. Did, you, did they offer you a job? <laughs> he looked like he wanted to. He was like, well, uh, and I, I would have turned it down because I'm not doing loss prevention. That's not my thing. That's my that's my little brother's thing. He loved doing it. I'm not going to deal with thieves and potential thieves all day because eventually one of them's going to say something I'm not going to like, and I'm going to clock him with my walkie-talkie. You know what I mean? I know me. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, it's that's just a matter of... To, that's why you yeah. don't need to have a gun. You know, and the funny thing is, I've been thinking about that, about being a cop for like the last like three or four days. Like, I should have walked out of high school and went right to the police force. And then I keep thinking, no, I really shouldn't have because I know me too well. I would have eventually have said, look here, Steve. I'm going to slit your throat if you don't shut the fuck up and then grab Steve and beat the crap out of him just for no reason. And then his wife, Amy, wants some. She's going to get slapped, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and then I'd look at Jamal and go like, look here, Jamal. I'm not going to be mad at you. Okay, you can go. But Steve and Amy, I'm kicking your ass. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I I was gonna go into law enforcement out of high school. I took all the classes required. Yeah, in law, and because I, I was really interested in like, I was interested in like the process. I was I didn't know, I didn't think you know. And I got out and took the thinking taking some courses because it mm-hmm. you know I didn't need to go to college, but they said you need to take these classes. So I took those right. classes, and um, and I remember one of the guys who one of the classes I was with his mom, you know, guy uh, gave because a lot of the stuff you got to purchase yourself, like yes. your gun belt and mm-hmm. like some of the like some of the tools you have to get yourself. So she was going to give me her uh, her ex her ex husband's um, stuff that he left, and because he said, "Oh, my son already has this, and you 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 can use these," and it was really cool. And then and then I saw. Um, I saw what movie was that? Oh, I can't remember, but uh, it it just like I saw a movie and it about uh, it was a documentary. I forgot I wish I could remember the name. They were talking to these cops and they were talking about how racist things are and how mm-hmm. fucking tough it is. And I I was used to that, so I knew that didn't scare me. But I didn't really put in it, and it really didn't, you know, issue with conflict or but right. but I don't want. I don't need to do it every day. I know I have like I have like this simmering rage that I can tap into at any time. Yep. And I was like, I, you know, and every every woman I talked to that was like a uh, like the mother of one of the guys who in these classes I was taking or I made mm-hmm. friends with, they're all ex husbands. And I was like, um, maybe I don't. It was the first time in my life I did a like a hard reevaluation of, yep. of being honest with myself. I was yep. like, if I have this job, I'm gonna be an ex husband who just because he drinks too much or he's a little mm-hmm. too violent because all of them have the same story. Yep. And I was like, I don't need it. I, I need to go in the other direction. Yeah, <laughs> I have too much rage in me where it's like, I, I, I and plus it's like once you put the badge and the gun on me. Now I know you can't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what how much how powerful that a feeling that must be to know I could be a dick to, to use Bill Burr's phrase, I could be a dick to anybody I want to be, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. 
You touch mm-hmm. me, and you're going to prison, Jack. I can do what I want. And I'm like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't do well with that at all. And, and, and <laughs> Not and, at all. And I'm not trying to turn this into a political thing, but it just autom- organically went that way. And imagine, throw racists on top of that. Oh, and, 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 and guys who just said, yeah, I'll take the leap and just fed all the bad shit that they already have. And not only now will they thrive at their jobs, they'll be awarded it, awarded right. stuff. And, you know, yeah. So you, then you throw races on top of that, and that's what we're at right now. I mean, could you imagine me as a Karen yells at me that I pay your salary and pokes me in the chest? I'm going to break her little finger, probably her <laughs> arm as I throw her to the ground. First off, the probably off the cop car if I'm near it. Then to the ground, might take my hand and grab her hair and bash your face into the ground a few times. All right, 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 right. Easy. <laughs> Sounds well, like we're living out of fantasy here. Well, it kind of, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, see, and that's why I don't watch those Karen videos anymore. Because it's like I just get, I just get uncontrollably angry. Yeah, because it, I, it I, I can't me... imagine someone doing that to me. It's like trying to point out something particular. I try not to watch them anymore because yeah, yeah it. I'll be mad days after, and right. no, I was of something that doesn't even that's no nothing not connected me to me in one bit. But no. I'm just walking around simmering, thinking about yeah. it, looking at these white women going, "Which one of y'all is gonna say something to me today?" And then you got that look on your face where it's like you notice everybody's backing away from you. And you're like, "Oh right, I look like a look like a fucking murderer." I better, <laughs> I better, I better lighten up my brow a little bit. I remember, who was it? Uh, one girl I was dating like 20-something years ago, she said that to me. Those exact words. You look like a serial killer. Unfurl your brow. I'm like, what? I'm just thinking. My head my head hurts. She's like, you look like you're about to slaughter the entire store. Stop looking like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I tried to smile. She's like, that's even worse. That's even worse. Yeah. And she said, go to the car. I'll be ready in a minute. We were in the store. Go to the car. I was like, okay, I'll go to the car. And just sit there. I didn't, and I was like, I didn't. It's like when TJ was going to run me over with the forklift because he didn't recognize me. You know, he just saw this giant man point at him because, well, he was fucking a couple of the women there who had who were married, and he thought I was an angry husband at first. And I pointed at him. I was like, Oh yeah, there he is. Just like, Hey, there he is. And he didn't recognize me, and he he, he gunned the fork the forklift at me. And I'm like, Uh. What's your problem? He's like, oh, dude, I didn't recognize you, man. I thought you were Good else. lord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Were you going to run me over? He said, I was going to run your big ass over, man. I was not hesitant. I was going to run your big punk ass over. I, and then he told me everything he was doing. I was like, oh, okay. I get it. You know, it's it makes perfect sense to me why you were so apprehensive. But, you know, all the way back to the beginning, that is one of my super, that is my only thing that I can say if if I have to classify it as a superpower, is a superpower is ability to read people and couples. I can read them pretty pretty well. I'm not as good as I used to be because well, I'm pretty yeah, much a prisoner yeah. in the house. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know I don't. I've been in practice in a while, but you know, uh, it's like I could always read. I was like, yep, they're gonna break up. They're gonna break up. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. He hates her. He's cheating on her, and it's just and they, and they were all right. Even Leroy was amazing. How do you do that? I was like, dude, I I just have a. I've always, my dad always taught me to read people. You know, he's like, you got to be able to read the situation. You got to be able to read people. It will keep you out of jail. It will keep you out of trouble if you can read the situation. It's like he was the first one to tell me to watch a 
watch the pupils or the eye blinks before somebody hits you. Yeah. Always look them in the eye. If you're if you're in a conflict with somebody, look them in the eye. Their pupils will dilate the fraction of a second before they hit you. Well, they also the it'll also they'll also immediately look just before the punch look where they're expecting your body to go. Yep. So they're not actually even looking at you. They're looking in your in your vicinity. You know, if you watch, if you're staring at them in the eyes the whole time and they look to, you know, wherever you're, you know, you're the opposite of them, they're probably gonna flex on you. Yeah, and I, and I've never a boxer, a boxer told me that. Well, he's right. You know, there are all kinds of ways to see if someone's going to hit you, which I never understood how people can can get sucker punched looking at someone. It's like, how did you not know he was going to hit you? Body language changes. Their verb, their voice changes when they're going to do it. Some people go completely silent before they hit you. Some people will get louder and meaner before they hit you. Mm-hmm. You know, what? what's that old saying about bark, a barking dog? You don't worry about it so the dog stops barking that you need to worry. Well, yeah. humans aren't humans aren't like that. Okay, <laughs> you know, because black folks have perfected the art of being loud and quiet or whatever, trying to trying to get you to back up. Yeah, and sometimes it's sometimes it works. Sometimes there's not a punch thrown, but you sure talking like you're gonna do something. <laughs> but it's almost also used as like a defense mechanism. Like, please don't do this. Please don't call this bluff because I, I know, don't right? want to fight. I, I don't want to do this. I don't this. want that. I don't want like Eddie Murphy <laughs> from uh, 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 his second standup. Oh, yeah. said that dude called him out on it. He was like, ah, hell, I guess I got to fight now. No, no, it was the other way. Because remember, he said he got all big and bold. The guy walked off and he's like, whew, almost got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That was close. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So what do we got? Uh, oh, did I tell you I've been watching something new? I, at this point, I'm just like, fuck the fuck the docket. We're just going. Uh, what did you find new? <laughs> uh, Bosch. This uh, Netflix, uh, not Netflix, uh, Prime show. I put uh, it in my queue. It, so it's good? It's it, it holds your attention. I'll give you, I'll give it that. It's not great, but each season is kind of like a one case and then the next season kind of wraps up that case they refer to it a little bit but then they move on to another case like each season is like maybe three months or 16 months or two years from the previous season so we're moving ahead in Bosch's life with each season and it's not bad it's hard to describe you have to watch the first season in order to really understand what I'm saying it's not great but it's not bad it's a lot of talking a lot of character development um it's not really my cup of tea, but I'm on season four now. I mean, I'm stuck on it because of a lot of because I like the, I like the lead actor Titus something or other, um, and I like his partner. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's Hector something. This black dude. I like him. He's got his huge scar on the on the left side of his face, and I'm sure you'd know him as soon as you saw a picture of him. Um, but I like it. I mean, I I I really do. I, I find Bosch to be very. Uh, entertaining you know it's something right. new and also it's funny because this was done before black lives matter and all that stuff and how the police are changing and it's funny to watch some of these shows on how these cops we were portrayed then as a post even 2017 and and how they're being portrayed now in yeah, 2021 it it's really a stark difference yeah. 180 degrees different i mean bosch is able to say things and do things that he could not get away with nowadays could not get away with. 
you know, it's just, it's just, it's interesting. You should check it out. It's not okay. bad. All right. Um, I saw uh, over the weekend, uh, nobody. Why is uh, that not? Nobody? It is, it's, it's, what's his name? Uh, Bob Odenkirk, but very out of character. It's not a comedy. I mean, it has some funny beats, but it's not a comedy. Um, he plays like uh, he's a just a regular family guy. Oh, that movie, yes. Okay, and gotcha, he's gotcha. kind of like it's kind of written by the same guy that did John Wick, but it's kind of John Wick ish. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's real. It's fun. It's really fun. So he's like this. He's just this um, regular Joe guy. You know, is putting in the hours. Uh, has two kids, about teenagers, and uh, his wife is uh, played by uh, Connie Nielsen. She was the, she was um, Wonder Woman's mom. Yeah, I'm looking at her right now. And um, they, you know, they get a, an intruder in the house, mm-hmm. and two some people steal, and he doesn't. You know, there's fighting one of the sons, and they're holding the gun on 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 him. And a knife to his son's neck, and he just lets the people rob him. And he could have acted, but he didn't. He didn't take the chance. So the whole family just looks at him as a coward. Right. And he's so he went from being kind of like, oh, dad's a dumbass, to now we don't respect you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and something happens, and it just triggers him, and he goes on the bus. He's riding his bus home, and. Um, and uh, something just triggered him. Some thugs get on the bus, oh, and they pick a fight. And he took a beating. It is, dude. It is. I'm gonna buy this when it comes out on Blu-ray. That fight scene in the bus is fucking intense. Mm-hmm. It is fucking. What's really cool about this is that um, Odenkirk, he's not like a Superman. He gets fucked up quite a bit. And you know he wins a fight, but it's not it's it's not a, it's not like John Wick in the way that you know John Wick's you know he's, he's superhuman you know he's right. But this is a little more a little more dialed down, mm-hmm. a little sloppier. But he beats the fuck out of these guys in the bus. And then you Here, let find- me let me ask you a quick question: Is it as good as the alley scene in Old Boy? Or not alley scene, but the hallway scene in Old Boy and and in um, Daredevil. Is it one of those type of scenes? It's it's it's. I'd say I dare to say this bus fight is mm, more brutal than both really? of those. Than both of those. Wow, I gotta watch that now because those were two of the most brutal scenes. You I've got people spitting life. teeth out, people getting gouged, people getting stabbed in like the calf and in or the thigh. You, you do, and it's like you watch the knife go in. It's just fucking. Wow. It's it's a hardcore. So he beats him up. He mm-hmm. uh he lets I think he lets two of them live. And uh and the one that lives is his uh father or his brother is a big mob Russian mobster mm-hmm. in that, that 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 neck of the woods. And um so I'm kind of giving it away, but I want you to watch it anyway when it comes. Well, I, I had to pay for it and to rent it. So it should be on a streaming, another streaming service soon. Anyway, um, he goes, um, he goes home. They figure out who he is. They go to his house they, to like kill, kill him and his family if they're around. And uh, because, you know, they, you know, this guy disrespected my brother. I got to leave a message, that kind of gangster shit. And right. so they, they go to his house and his family's there. 
And now, you know, now his family is truly threatened by professionals. And all of a sudden he goes into the, he crowds him into a basement. No one knew he had a safe, a safe room in there. And cause they, the guys are busting through the windows and doors and shooting. So he, crowds his family in there, locks him in the safe room. They're both like, we didn't know we had a safe house in here. And there's like 10 of them. He kills all of them. And and then when he comes to let them out, he's like covered in blood and he's holding the guns he killed. Cause he was like killing with steak knives. And then, and then, so he goes, uh, they're like, what the fuck they're walking through. And you can, you know, just to see, no one's saying anything, but it's saying everything. Uh, you know, it's clear these were pros and he handily took care of all of them. So he makes them, you know, get out of town and he has this tattoo and then uh, he gets revealed to some other gangsters or something. And then everyone kind of like is afraid of him. And he's huh. it's like he's part. He was either part of an organization. They don't know him by by name or anything, but they used to be. And if he's one of these guys, then he's someone to take seriously. So once that's known, the Russian guy is like hesitant that he wants to continue, uh-huh. but he does. And it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I kind of gave away a big chunk of it, but I don't care. I was just uh, okay. Just so game. so it's not because uh, I've seen a couple different trailers, and you think it's like one of those weird comedies, but then other trailers make it seem like it's a drama, like Taken. No, that's all in the editing. It's not a. It's not a right. straight. It's it's a. It's fun. It's not like a taken. Okay. It, it's it's and you know, they might have some black comedy beats in there, but it's you know Odin Kirk is a, com- a comedian. You know. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I mean, is it like is he is he being himself a comedy a comedian? He's or... kind of like a rough version of himself. He kind of remind you watched um you watched him in um you watched him in um Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, uh, who he is. Yeah, so he's kind of like that lawyer guy, but he'll fuck you up physically if you step out of line. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch it then. It, 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 I I think I had a lot of fun with it. If I had to okay. if I had to give it a one out of five, I'd give it a I'd give it a three because I had a lot of fun with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, by the way, uh, there's more talk about the Black Superman. I know we covered that last time, but. It's, I think they're going with Clark Kent. Yeah, that's what we complained about. I know they're and going I, with Clark Kent when I they think already have. Not, I think it's perfect. I think it's like not like a guess anymore. I think it actually is. Oh, really? Where they're well, going? They, they're they going to they just blackwash Clark Kent. Well, that was my argument because that's exactly my problem with it. Is that yeah, is that uh, why do that and create all this drama when we you have five black supermen from five different realities to pick from. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I like the multiverse and, of madness with um with Marvel. uh with Marvel because they can literally bring anybody. They could bring Tony Stark back, but in this universe Tony Stark might be a 6 foot 5 Asian dude in another yeah. universe. And and that's easily explainable. I don't know why they just have to take Clark Kent should just be left alone. Yeah. Make somebody else. Because I know the planet of Krypton, you had more than just white people on it. Had to. Yeah. Okay. So maybe somebody else sent a ship. Maybe in this reality, the black people sent the ship. I don't know. But to just go with Clark Kent, it's like you're 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 trying to piss people off. You're trying to cause a controversy. 
and, 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 and it's not going to work. People aren't going to want. I don't. I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't want to he- read on the message boards or whatever they're called now. All these people bitching about this. Yeah, because it's, it's it's not. It shouldn't be happening. It should not be. It's happening. totally unnecessary. Yeah, it really is. It's you just like, cr- be creative for Christ's sake. My yeah, you have God. a whole other universe. You can, you know, I don't know if they're still going to try and make connections after Justice League, but they're probably just going to do one-offs now or, or maybe team-ups. Who knows? But now you have to recast everything and change. Just do a whole nother thing. You could do anything. This is why they're so short-sighted. They're like, well, everyone's being more woke, so we got to do this. Just uh, tell another story. All right, let's get off it because we bitched too much about it last week. Yeah. But... um. Oh, I was uh, just a uh, quick aside there. Uh, I was on Facebook uh, earlier today, and today was the eight-year anniversary of when a picture got uploaded of Eloise stealing your wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's eight years today of the wedding. We were, yeah. I, told her it feels like, I told her it feels like 80 years, but, you know, I, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I had nothing to complain about other than my pain, but, you know, it's like, it took a while, but I got it right. You know, I can't. Yeah. I can't say I didn't. You know, I just sometimes I'd like to. I I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I I I got it right. You know, and it's the it's just it's weird. It's been eight years, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still got pictures on the wall of of Eloise at like under a year old, where her legs don't even work. Yeah, holding her, and I'm like, this girl's. 10 years old, almost 11 years old now. Right now, she is currently creating her own, because she's a really good artist. Of course she is. Uh, I mean, she's really good. And, uh, you know, you've yet to be at my, come to my place yet. That's so crazy. I have a wall of just her art in the, you know, one wall of the house. And, uh, and uh, she's good. But uh, she started making a comic book. And it's actually, oh, wow. it's super original. It's, well, here's the thing. It's not really more about people with superpowers. It's about a, it's about a, uh, oh, she's already kind of getting gothy. It's about this outcast girl, oh. outcast girl and, uh, and her, you know, her day in the life of her dark life. Cause no one understands her. And I was like, oh Jesus, already? I want I a baby. She doesn't become a goth. I, 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 I just want my baby to stay a baby a little while longer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I in high school I never liked those goth kids. I always thought they bitched and moaned about nothing, you know. And oh. they, they just wore black and smoked over in the corner of the. Yeah, school. it's okay. Those yeah. the Smiths or the Cure, or um, you know, and just be moody. There was a couple girls in high school I had a kind of a thing for. They were they were cool, but they were just so dark and uh, yeah, like I okay. Know. It was it was like. You know, I, I just meet it with an eye roll. It's like, all right, look, whatever. Yeah, like, okay, guys, it's not that your lives aren't. That well, now bad. it's you now now it's emo, and they're even more introspective because they actually have like focus group, not focus, but uh, like support groups. You know, we didn't have that. No, we didn't have anything when we were coming up. It was like suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, men and women. Well, it, it was, was like, it was uh, walk it off. Yeah, put some dirt on it, walk it off. Uh, you played football in high school, or did you? No, I I, oh. I I ran track, played basketball. I didn't play football. It was I just couldn't stand the cold. Oh, Too yeah, much cold. yeah, you are in the cold half of it, half the yeah. season. Yeah, too hot, play. too hot one half, too cold the second. 
Yeah. But if I lived um, in LA, I would if I lived in LA, I would have played. You know, consistent weather. I would have definitely played in LA. It's so crazy. We we played on muddy, rainy days. It was so easy to get a broken leg. So easy. And we just did it. Didn't even think about it. But anyway, um, I remember um uh being in football and uh oh wait, we're just talking about the emo kids. What are yeah. But and I brought up football. It's kind of like God damn it! I forgot my whole fucking point. <laughs> I hate when I do that. God damn it! Oh, I, when I edit like this, that. I'm gonna have to hear that again and still wonder what the hell was I trying to say? What was I trying to use? I say it went from emo kids to football, and then cold and hot, and then nothing. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I finally, uh, I finally saw the trailer for the Eternals. Uh, oh, what'd you I, think? I, I'm not. I know. I know I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not yeah, overwhelmed. It's not making me, me want to. But then again, I think this is going to be a true origin story because yeah. I don't know about you, but when the Eternals were popular, they weren't that big. I mean, I no. never read. The, I oh. knew of the Eternals, but I never read any of the comics. No, me either. I didn't read any of that shit. You know, the Eternals were just kind of on the peripheral of the stuff that I knew and loved coming up. You know, I just didn't think of the Eternals. Well, much. yeah, they're kind of like... Other than that big dog. I knew the big dog. I, I like the big dog. Other than yeah. that, eh, I don't care. Black Vulture don't talk. I, I don't care. <laughs> well, he's he's, he's got to be the most powerful being in the universe. Uh, Damn because... close to it. I couldn't imagine if he actually yelled. Well, I remember he was facing in one one episode, one comic. He was facing off with Sentry Mm. against Sentry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all he did was exhale, and Sentry pretty much was like, "Okay, okay, never mind. I'll stop. I'll stop." (laughs) (laughs) It was like, "All right, all right, all right, all right. I see what you're gonna do." Because all he did was take a deep breath, and like he was gonna speak, and it would have just obliterated him. You know. Yeah, on the show, uh, on the Marvel uh, Avengers cartoon or animated series, he did that. He said smash after hanging out with the Hulk, and the devastation was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Smash. And then everything just went, turned to rubble. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with this here. Hey, but then again, the one thing I love about comics is that strength is relative to that particular episode you know what i mean it's like yeah. there's they're never consistent with powers everybody's strong in one episode and then the next one they're weak and it's like watching this like the hulk when he destroyed asgard you're like wait i didn't think he could do that and then the next time thor damn near beats him it's like wait but he just laid waste to the entire as i'm so confused what is happening right yeah now? i like to just stay consistent with the power base that's so that's why they used to have to have the new 52 because they kind of had to depower superman a little bit yeah because he was just why even have a comic if he can win everything without you know if he was too super but i like him with limitations it makes him more interesting yeah. You know, that's why I like that's why I really like the B like level kind of like uh B or C level superheroes the street levels like like level they deal with like yeah. citywide threats I, yeah. I those those interest me far more than like the big guys you know yeah I, I get it I mean you know even though Batman is, is human in all senses you don't really expect Batman to ever get hurt you know what I mean even he's 
I mean, when I, I was watching the 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 Adventures of Superman from the nineties, and I saw the episode where Batman tossed Superman across the uh, that bar, and I was like, "Wait, how is that even possible?" I don't. So yeah, he's, he's strong enough to judo flip him. Even the, all Superman has to do is tense up, and he doesn't move. What is? Yeah, he gets what am I missing Batman, here? He can throw Batman into the fucking sun. Yeah. <laughs> so why? Why would you even do that? Yeah, it's just it's dumb. Like he's yeah, he's so strong. It's like there's, there's nothing. Only the Flash, I think, could really beat Superman because he's just so fast. I mean, he yeah. speed kills. You know, and as Flash is as fast as it comes. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm sure there are other Flashes that are a little more. I always think of Barry Allen. You know, I think of yeah, I always think of Barry Allen. I know like, that there are ones that are faster than him, but I always go back to Barry Allen. Always. Yeah, well, it's not sure like why, but every, well, because he's the most popular one. It's kind of like why everybody likes, you know. There's, there's Guy Gardner. There's all the, yeah. you know, but and there's Hal. But everyone, yeah, you know, everyone goes to John Smith. John Smith, John Stewart, John Stewart. Yeah, everybody does. We all go to John Stewart, and that's part of the reason why that that Green Lantern uh, with Ryan Reynolds, I think, failed. I think they just they used the wrong guy. I understand no, why no, they went no. to Hal Jordan, but. No, that that failed because it was a piece of shit movie. Have oh, you was. seen it? Yeah, no. I, I, there's I no one was gonna right. say. No one was gonna save that. I mean, it should have been Hal Jordan, but I'm glad it wasn't because now he can be done right. You know, well, he probably won't be because uh, it's DC. So. Well, you also got to remember at that time Tyrese was attached to play John Stewart, and I'm like, ah. oh, that would have been not good. Yeah, see, that's where I'm at with Tyrese. I'm like, you know, I even forgot that he got his stars. He's actually a singer. I, yeah, I, I have totally forgot that. He's got like six albums. Yeah, I, he got his start on on riding on that bus. Yeah, he was in a Coke commercial. Yeah, Coke commercial. And everyone's like, he's got the cool look, and it was the one that you know get him from modeling. But he's like, I'm a singer, and then he got blew up as a singer. Yeah. But my thing with Tyrese was, uh, uh, it was funny when I started thinking this guy's a fuck. I mean, he's you know it's unfortunate that he was actually when he his beef with the Rock. Yeah, Tyrese was in the right. Unfortunately, but but this is why I don't like Tyrese. There was well, I don't mind him, but you know what I mean. I just like I look at mm. him different. There he was on VH1. There was a show where there was like an interview, a, a musician would interview an actor and vice versa. And it was just like they sit there in a in a in like in a circle or across from each other, and then the audience sits around and kind of watches the interview, and they have a list of these questions. Um, it was him. I think you can look up. It was him and the mom that from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh-huh. And she was flirting with him pretty hard too. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> but um, she was asking him. She asked him his top since he's a musician. Top three or no? Yeah. No, uh, if you had to pick one R&B singer you called encompasses all of your genre of music, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Now you would you would think of someone legendary that um, you know Marvin Gaye. Uh, there's so many uh, you know soul singers, Stevie Wonder, uh, Harry Belafonte. This this fucker he goes who you know who encompasses all of R&B under an umbrella who's just like better than everybody. Really? 
That yeah, I was like, fuck you. I, I don't know why that bugged me as much as it did, <laughs> but from that point on, I never took anything he said seriously. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, okay. Um, no, I would. Wow. <laughs> R. Kelly, huh? On it the way you're responding right now. Even she did. She was like, what? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> like, uh, uh, wow. I don't even, I don't even have a retort. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Of all the greats that have come before and after, why would you pick R. Kelly? I mean, and this is, you know, this is after the Aaliyah thing, but long before his current status. This is, you know, this is 20 years ago. God, I thought that was, I thought that was so fucked up even back then, dude, when, when he was with Aaliyah. I was like, no hey, I remember thinking, I was this? like, I remember saying that to a group of my friends, like, so no one's going to mention she's 15. Yeah, no but one's he saying was, anything about He this. was so hot. He was such a hot commodity back then. Well, you know, he was still the biggest thing ever back then. And yeah. she was at the top. Everyone just like pretended that that didn't, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, but it was. Yeah. It's Rolling Stone put an article out and, and, uh, and uh, about it. And that was the only publication I read that actually brought attention to, hey, this is, she's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said to me once that you could line up. 10 women between the ages of 14 and 25 and only one of them is 14 and give R. Kelly two minutes and he would find the 14 year old without saying a word. That's how honed his pedophilia is. He would just, he would just look at them and go, Oh, there she is. There's the young one. No matter how much makeup you put on her, what kind of dress she wears, he knows immediately who the child is. And I'm like, I'm not sure if that's a skill or something's really no, wrong. With no, brain. no, something's wrong. He's not wired, wired right. Well, at least not for this century. He's not. I mean, a couple thousand years ago, he's uh, wired let's right. Let's be honest. A uh, couple, couple hundred. No, like that's true. Uh, yeah. Like eighty years, fifty years ago, it was. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to give humanity a little bit of a. Come on now, a little, a little bit of respect, but you're in right. our you in know. our parents' lifetime. It was okay. Yeah, you know? my grand, my great grandmother, uh, Ella May Dancy, was married and with a kid at fourteen. Married with a kid at fourteen years old. Eloise is four years away. <laughs> my <laughs> yeah, grandmother no. had a child that was married. I, I don't know what to do with that. that I looked insane. at my mother like, "Are you kidding me?" She has a bedtime. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I, that is literally oh, a child raising insane. a child. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you? I couldn't wrap my head around that. You know, it's like I don't know what to do with it. It's so I, wow. Uh, okay, I am just. Oh, my brain is starting to lock up. Right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, I've never gotten it. I've never understood that. It's like, um, like Zach Braff. He's uh, dating the girl who's going to replace uh, Scarlett Johansson as uh, Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's going to be she's... Black Canary or something. Yeah, something like that. And But she's 24. He's 47. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as bad as Dane Cook and that 18 year old. That just looks disgusting because she looks like yeah. a child. She really does. She's not even a. I didn't know he was, he's dating an 18 year old right now. Dane Cook? Yes. Oh, yeah. gross. And she's, she looks. Like she's 14. She's one of those underdeveloped teenage girls. She doesn't look grown. You know, she looks like a kid. 
And mm. I'm like, dude, how do you? I, 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 but Zach Braff and that girl, it's like they were at a picture of her, you know, holding him. And it's like, okay, I Marcel. know she's grown, but she's too young, man. I mean, I, I, it's all I, that's all I can think of. But do you? She's over 18. Knock yourself out. I don't care. Now, now, Marcel. You mm-hmm. you you were wrong. Dan Cook is only forty five. Oh, I'm sorry. And she is not eighteen, Marcel. How old is she? She 19? is nineteen years old. Oh my that, god! So it is. So it's okay. It's not gross at all. It's not weird either. <laughs> so she's only. 19. It's not like they wouldn't have anything in common or to talk about. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is that is almost two generations. You know, I, 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 it's weird. It's weird how if you're wired, if you're wired correctly. I mean, I can appreciate a girl in her twenties, a good-looking girl in her twenties, and maybe yeah. even hook up with one for a night or, or something like that. But to be, I've really, my taste has kind of changed. Even my porn, I don't even think it's changed. Just like I look at, I look at women my age, mm-hmm. you know, or or, or close. It's just like I. You go too far back, you start thinking, "Well, I got a daughter that age, or, or mm. that girl's what is what does this girl's parents think of this? Mm. You know what I mean? I I can't, and I can't. Then it's like, oh, I don't even want to do this anymore. So, I don't even, I can't imagine a twenty-two-year-old, a twenty-two-year-old date, try and date. What are you going to talk about? See, that's I the mean, thing. What, it's like, yeah, even if she's many, an old soul, what do you talk about? How what many, do you say? Yeah. How many, when you were a kid, I did this, or when I was your age, you literally can say that. Mm-hmm. When I was your age, I remember, you know, before you were born, oh, just no thanks. No fucking thanks. It reminds me of when I saw uh, Tony Curtis and his girlfriend, where it's like, she had to be 30 years younger than him. And I was like, I almost said something about it. I was like, dude, what are you, 60? Well, once once in a blue moon, you but it, you know once in a blue moon, it's actually real, as gross as it can be. Because I'm kind of being hypocritical because I was in a relationship for eight years with a woman who, or seven, yeah, seven years with a woman who was twenty six years my senior. Wow, yeah, so she we were was together. a real cougar. <laughs> yeah, I was. I met her on my. 29th birthday and we yeah i met claire it was claire i met her on my 29th birthday oh i know who it is i've met her nice lady great lady Um, but that's just it's funny about older women it's like you look at them and they're attractive still but once they hit menopause a lot of dudes just turn off to them because there's no there's no venom in the snake anymore you know what I mean? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? There's just yeah. no venom in that snake anymore. So you're almost it almost it's almost like a biological thing with men where they just turn off on women who get to that point. It becomes something different with them when they when they when that final egg drops. There's just they turn into something completely different because I, I you look at it, you're like, yeah, but you're dried up. What did I Oh do? Jesus man? You know? All right, let's let's now. drop this. Let's drop what we're doing because I actually have to go. You know, it's we had to record the same day, so I have a heart out. <laughs> yeah, you let that sink in. Oh, so you're all dried up, folks. <laughs> oh, by the way, before we go, did you know? On a good note, 
Amazon, the girls gone Amazon, Stephanie's still getting like five, six, seven, eight hundred listens a week. She needs to her and y'all need to start that back up. I know. I tried to tell, but I don't think y'all wants to take the time to do it. I'm like, you guys need to do this because you could you'd be getting paid by now if you had kept it up. Yeah. I mean, they they love you two morons. I mean, they love those two. All right, it's it's amazing. She she said one of her one of her podcasts had like a thousand listens. I think it was, and nice. it was nine hundred to a thousand listens. And I'm like, and this was recently. I she hasn't done anything new in almost two years. I think it's been. Wow. Well, it's so funny. I used to uh, did this video pod or video podcast, which is a regular podcast with Audra. Countdown to Extinction. Yeah, I had I had movies that I just bought blindly at. They're all in the horror section that I bought at Videorama before it shut down. Mm -hmm. Because they were they were selling them for fifty cents, so I just bought everything. Anything I had a passing interest in, I just bought. (laughs) I had fifty three of them when it was all said and done, and every episode every episode was us reviewing the movie we watched. Took us like two years to get through it. But a year and a half to get through it. But uh, that podcast was finished in 20, 2018 or 2017. Mm. And uh, it still gets like 10, 10 listens here. 10, five. Every month it gets somewhere between 15 and 30 listens or 30 downloads. And that, I mean, we were done with that thing two years ago. It is amazing how saturated the podcast market is that any of our my stuff, your stuff, Stephanie's stuff is even found. Yeah. You consistently. Know, consistently. Yeah, that it's even found. I mean, everybody and their brother, literally everybody and their brother has a podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has a podcast. And it's like, how do you find people? You know, it's like I... I don't know. It's it's just, it's just the strangest thing. I mean, it's one of the. It's probably harder to be to break into being a successful podcaster than it is to be an A list actor or an NBA ball player. All right, get this. As of and uh, the article is saying to probably take, you know, active active podcasts is probably mm-hmm. a little less than half of this number, but as of twenty twenty one, there is. Somewhere between uh, 28 and 30 million podcasts out there. Wow. And the, 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 cra- the, the fact that we get you know somewhere between one to two thousands uh, uh, a week wow. uh, because is, in, is staggering to me. It's insane to me because I, I you know, realize it with that many. God. Because, yeah. uh, you know, the way we do it, uh, I have to I put our podcast in two different podcast streams. So um, I, you know, logistics on uh, on my end versus Stephanie because she's kind of kind of our producer, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uh, we we get we 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 get between you know the fact that we even do five hundred, you know, in a week is insane to me when there's thirty million things out there now in our category that we would be in, mm-hmm. uh, still probably it's definitely in the millions. I know, That's and we're competing thing. with that. We're yeah. competing with that, and we're competing with like podcasts, like Ghost Podcasts, like that. Her girls gone Amazon, and uh, you know, uh, Countdown to Extinction. I mean, no one's there's nothing new on there for years, yet people are still downloading it weekly. 
I know. It's the weirdest thing, this podcasting thing. I mean, it's just... I, I didn't realize it was almost 30 million. That's a lot of fucking people, man. That's what... That's what, 5% of the country? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, that's 10%. Sorry. That's 10% of 300 million people, man. The, the, the 10%. One out of every 10 people you see has a podcast. I... Uh, wow. I, wow. And before we go, I am sick of Joe Rogan. Okay. Uh, when I saw his, his, his podcast clip of him and Bill Burr, where he was trying to tell Bill Burr if he was 21 years old, he'd say no to the mask and the and everything. And, and Bill Burr said, dude, we're sitting here as comedians who tell stupid jokes. We're not doctors. Okay. I'm not going to tell people what to do because I'm not a doctor and neither are you. So you should stop doing that, Joe, because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, Joe had to apologize later on. And yeah, because like, Bill was fucking you... right. Yeah, I heard that episode when it was on, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Joe? Fucking, he's right." Yeah, keep your mouth it's shut. Not on, up to, on that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and Burr was so right, and Rogan was kind of like, "Well, I guess this is why I, sometimes I don't like listening to people who are by themselves when they when they're on when they do like." A TV show or a podcast or anything, because when you're by yourself, you can sound like you know everything. But when you get someone else in there that can check your bullshit and counter your points, you're not so smart anymore. But here's you know? the one thing I'll give Joe: when he does, he will always admit when he's wrong. If he gets he will, checked yes. every time, like just I was just listening to a podcast when he was throwing out facts about a movie. And it was, I think his comedian was Joe List. Joe's like, no, it wasn't that year, it was this year. And then he, and after like the second time that happened, his producer linked in and said, no, uh, Joe's right. Joe List is right again. And Joe's like, all right, you know what? I need to stop talking like I know what I'm talking about because I'm really just throwing out, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> throwing out, uh, what I feel, not what I know. Right. And that's the problem when you do that. It's like, if he starts and says, you know, I think, or in my opinion, okay, fine. You know, I can live with that. But when you start saying shit like it's facts, okay, now I got a problem. You know, don't, if you don't know, just say you don't know. Yeah. There's no harm in that. You're not a weakling if you don't know. Just look it up, you know, or ask somebody, you know, just don't, don't tell me you know. You know, it's like listening to Tucker Carlson talk about that shit. Same thing. Oh like, god, I fucked that dude. Oh dude, I, I oh here's the thing. You know, last night I, I got a little high and uh I started thinking to myself, you know, if an alien came down and said to me, I will give you the power to to, to wipe off the face of the earth ten thousand people, do you think you could change the world? I said, Oh, without a doubt. Oh yeah, you don't even need ten thousand. We uh, give without a five, doubt. Give give us give us a hundred. We could change a lot of shit. Oh yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, oh god, yeah. And I start with Tucker and work my way down. You know, I mean, it would just it would just be done, and the whole world would change literally overnight. You know, because these people would be gone. And it's like it's like, and then I kept thinking, that's like that's the only thing that makes life tolerable is the fact that I know Tucker Carlson is going to die someday. You know, I know that Rush Limbaugh. Thank God he's gone. You know, oh god, I, I, uh... Trump is going to die someday. Good. Hope it's yeah. sooner than later. <laughs> All Fuck right. Him, dude. We, 
That was a great note to leave on, buddy. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, All right, folks, we will see you next week. <laughs> All right, peace out. Hopefully everybody lives. Bye.